What is up, friends? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it looks like it's going to be Tuesday, April 28th. Oh my goodness. Core communication skills. You guys, you know what? Believe it or not, we are almost done with the live coaching series. We got um, a few more days. We're going to be talking about, you know, the levels, uh, three levels of listening, the importance of silence and relationships. And then we're going to move into relationships a little bit and unpack um, that seven pillars of healthy relationships, the importance of building trust, um, levels of intimacy in a relationship as far as, you know, getting to know someone and them actually sh- revealing themselves to you, you know, um, and knowing a person. And then um, we're going to do a little wrap up on that. And then we'll get into goal setting. And once the goal setting uh, process is over, you guys, that is going to be it with the live coaching series. I hope you guys are getting some value out of this thing. I've really taken a lot of time. Um, I really want you guys to be able to build an identity that's built upon your character and values, not your circumstances, your performance or other people's opinions. So this is but this is going to be a lifelong journey because as you come to realize things about yourself, the way that you attach your worth to, you know, other people's opinions or your performance, there's so many different threads to this thing. So it's going to be a lifelong journey. But as you go, you're going to get more firm, secure and steadfast. You're going to become more confident in yourself. You're going to make more progress because you're going to, you know, these things are going to build upon each other. You're going to recognize one area of your life. You're going to, okay, what do I want? What do I need to do? You'll recognize the barriers. You're going to take responsibility for them because that's what true empowerment means. You'll make some progress. And then as you, you know, go along life and you, you know, come upon another area of your life where you feel like you're struggling, all you do is extract the same thing you did from the last time, right? You unpack it a little bit. What do you want? What's getting in the way? Take care of that situation and continue to move, move forward, you guys. So anyway, I'm excited to share this all with you. Um, like I said, today we're going to be talking about core communication skills, but before we get into it, you guys, I want to go ahead and pray and I want to share a little something with you that I'd read in Joshua today, um, that stuck out to me. And I, you know, I think anybody can relate to this, especially if you're a person who is really, you know, seeking to follow God, um, you know, he has good for you. And then just the importance of inquiring of him along the journey, you guys, because you just don't know who you're going to meet. So anyway, you guys, let's go ahead and pray. Let's have this conversation. Father God, thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you so much that uh, you are always leading us. (laughs) And I pray that we will always be seeking you in the process, God. We know you want good for us, Lord, but we don't know every single person that's going to be involved. Um, The truth is, we don't know someone's intentions towards us unless we ask. And, uh, you know, we investigate these situations, Lord. So let us be wise, you know, to always seek you with every encounter, every relationship that comes into our life, Lord, that we will ask you for, for wisdom and insight, Father. Uh, Lord, I just thank you. They're always available. I think you're, thank you. They're always, um, you know, here for us. And I just pray we will continue to open ourselves up to you more to know who you are, to have a right perspective of you, God, not to look at you like that servant did who was afraid of you and buried your wealth. Lord, we want to use the wealth you've given to us. Use it for good. See you as a good master as you are. Be able to invest our skills and talents so you would have a return on our life, God, and we can have complete fulfillment, Lord. We can have the joy that you want to give to us, God. So, Lord, I pray you bless this podcast, bless every single person listening to it today. Um, And I just uh, thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So, friends, I've been reading in Joshua for, I don't know, probably like the last couple weeks. Um, You know, especially all this stuff really started unfolding in the country. I was thinking about, you know, the type of Christian I want to be and, and my relationship with the Lord, really. You know, not just being a good Christian in the eyes of other people, but really asking myself, you know, what type of um, relationship do I want to have with the Lord? How much do I really want to know him? Uh, You know, what, what does God want to do through my life? How does he want to display his glory? How is my perception getting in the way? And, you know, asking God, Lord, how do you enlarge my heart? 
to this process so I can live fully out the, the plans you have for me. You know, I don't want to get through my whole life and, and regret like, oh man, I wonder if I would have, you know, asked God that question or, you know, kind of just taken that journey. And so, um, you know, reading Joshua, he's getting ready to go into the, into the promised land. He's leading the people out. And, you know, as he goes, um, it's kind of interesting. Sometimes, you know, um, you know, things are going to go well, but then they don't because somebody in the camp is being deceitful, right? I mean, it's amazing who you associate yourself with and all of a sudden they can kind of be your downfall at one point. So then that gets dealt with and taken care of. Then they're going along the journey and, you know, they take out AI, which is this huge city uh, that, you know, had, a, had a, a, you know, a lot of people in it. The first time they went to attack it, they actually had gotten defeated, but that was because God had revealed to them that were, there was somebody in the camp that had went get went against what God had said, you know, by burying the treasure. You guys remember a little bit about that in Joshua. Um, anyway, so, you know, that gets confronted and dealt with. They go and then, you know, now they have confidence to take over the land. They take it over. So they're advancing and then they come upon the, uh, I, what city is it, you guys? It looks like the people, oh, the people of Gideon. It says when the people of uh, Gideon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to a ruse. Do you guys know what a ruse is? I had to look this up before I got on here, you guys. It just means an action intended to deceive someone. So they're intending to deceive Joshua and the rest of the people. Okay. Um, it says they went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn out sacks and old wineskins cracked and mended. They put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy, okay? They went to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal and said to him and the Israelites, We have come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. The Israelites said to the Havites, But perhaps you live near us, so how can we make a treaty with you? We are your servants, they said to Joshua. But Joshua asked, Who are you and where do you come from? Right? So they gave this big story that they were far, you know, from far away and they had fresh bread and they had all these things, but they'd come so far, got moldy. These things happen, right? So it says in verse 14 of, so this is Joshua 9, verse 14. The Israelites sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord. And I was like, oh my gosh, right? Think about it. You know, they're, they got favor from the Lord. They're in the promised land. You know, they've had a little bit of rough spots, right? People are their own human beings, going to make their own decisions. But it can it can ultimately impact the process, the progress you're going to make, right? Um, this guy being deceitful, you know, costed some men his lives. And, you know, Joshua was really confused when all this happened. He did not know that this guy had went against what God said, right? But anyway, that guy got dealt with, you know. I think it was one of Joshua's sons, actually, which would be really, you know, discouraging, I suppose. It would be for me. So, so, you know, they eventually take out that city and they get, you know, uh, the, the Gideonites or whatever, you know, they're hearing about these things and they're like, oh my gosh, they're coming for us. Right. And it says they didn't inquire of the Lord. And then they went ahead and they made an oath. It says the leaders of the assembly had sworn an oath to them by the Lord, the God of Israel. Isn't that funny how you can make an oath to God without seeking him, without inquiring of him? So you're going to make an oath to a person you don't even know is deceiving you. They didn't know because they didn't inquire. I'm pretty sure that God would have revealed it to them, right? And, you know, 
So, uh, and all of this finally gets exposed, right? The, Isra uh, the Israelite community is grumbling against the leaders. Um, you know, things are getting exposed. They're like, well, we can't do anything. We've already made an oath, you know, and God's grace is on it in a sense it works out. But think about, just think about this really quick, you guys. How much heartache can you save in your life by just simply inquiring of the Lord? And this, this just made me realize, no matter how much progress you're making in your life, God's favor's on you. Things are going well with you. It's really, really vital that you inquire of God and ask him, okay, Lord, who are these people? What, what do they want with us? What's the relationship here? This is how they showed up, right? Moldy bread and all this kind of stuff. You know, there's certain things we got to pay attention to because, you know, we don't want, and, and then you go ahead and make your, make an oath before God and walk yourself into a really bad contract with somebody, right? Just because you didn't ask. You know, so I just wanted to share that with you guys today. It just reminded me the importance of asking God these kinds of questions and inquiring Him, inquiring of Him as you're going in your on your journey. You know, even if God's favor's on you, things are going well with you, right? Don't ever forget that you need to ask because even though God's plans, you know, towards you are good and His intentions towards you are good, that doesn't mean that other people um, are not intending to deceive you, okay? And... You know, you don't, like I said, you don't want to lock yourself into deals with people, contracts, agreements, all that kind of stuff. If you have not inquired of the Lord, you know, so, um, you guys, I just encourage you guys and it just really just kind of put some sobriety into myself, you know, Ashley, remember to inquire of the Lord with every interaction with a person, because there's been times where I've allowed myself, you know, to get locked in with people because they said, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I didn't ask God the question. And Oh man, all disaster can all happen in the name of the Lord, right? I mean, we know Satan uses God's word to deceive us and he will use, uh, <laughs> you know, someone's so-called relationship with God to lead you astray. So it's really, really important that you inquire, ask God. It really doesn't take that much time, you know, or do we really believe that God's going to hear us? That reminds me again of that scripture. It's on my whiteboard. It's in first John, you guys, let's go ahead and go to it really quick since it just kind of popped in my mind. Let's go to that really quick and then we'll just get into this conversation, you guys. But, you know, like I said, this was this was stuff that was just kind of sobering me up today because, you know what, you guys, I don't want to go through my life, you know, and be sideswiped by these types of things, you know, and I know I have in the past. So you would think that I would be that much more diligent, right? But you know what? I'll, sometimes I just get lazy, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't really need to ask, you know, God's with me. Of course, God is with me, but that doesn't mean the devil doesn't have a scheme either. You know what I mean? Like we have to actually live like we live in a world that we have enemies. Okay. You're going to have an enemy. Now that doesn't mean your enemies are going to overtake you because Joshua, as he was going to the promised land, God already told him, do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. I'm going to give you the land, right? That was the confidence he had, but he still had to be shrewd in a sense to know who he was dealing with. Right? So he wouldn't get led astray, you know, by another human being. So let me see if I can find it really quick. You guys. Um, okay, here we go. This is first John five. Verse 14, it says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of Him. So you guys, ask the question, inquire of God consistently. Every single day, right, we should get up and ask the Lord, Lord, you know, who, do, who needs to be involved in my life's journey at this season? Because, you know, it's going to look different for everybody. You're going to have different progress you want to make in your life in different areas, right? You know, finances. So, okay. If you want to make progress in your finances, are you going to hang around a bunch of people that are broke, um, that are bad managers, their money, 
You know what I mean? Are you going to take counsel from someone who does not have evidence in their life that they know how to manage money? Right? So you guys, we have to, we have to ask God to give us discernment on the people that we're allowing to speak into our life, you know, because they might not be, they, they might be deceiving us. Right. Um, and really, you know, you look at these guys, they, pro they didn't even have to deceive them. They probably could have just asked the question. Right. I mean, they end up becoming their servants or whatever. They were just afraid they, they didn't want to die. You know what I'm saying? So um, anyway, you guys, uh, you know, but just go back to that thing. You know, when you talk to God, do you really believe that he's hearing you? And I, and I wonder if that's why a lot of times people don't ask God the question because they think, oh, well, he's just not listening to me. Or you're so hurried in your mind to the next thing you got to do that you don't even give God the space to talk to you. You know, it's like when we approach him, do we really believe that he hears us? All right. And so I think if we just put the sobriety into our spirit that way, into our hearts, that it's going to, you know, allow us to, you know what, God, I got to. I want to approach you in a more meaningful and deeper way. I want to approach you like you're actually listening to me and you're hearing what I'm saying. Because you guys, if you don't get that, God might rebuke you like he did me years ago <laughs> when he goes, Ashley, are you talking to the air? You know? And because I was so confused about a decision and I'd already been praying about it. I'd already been asking. It came time for me to make the decision, right? To be in confidence, to know and here I am just kind of sitting there just, you know, oh, I don't know, Lord, I don't know. And he's like, do you, are you talking to me about these things? Are you not? Are you talking to the air? Do you believe I exist? Right? I mean, come on. And I was like, yeah, of course I do, Lord. You know, so we just really sometimes it's, it's good to just take a, take a sober check on our life and ask ourselves, you know, are we really believing God for who he says he is and that he's going to show up and answer us? Because you know what, guys, I don't want to be deceived by people. There are people out there who do have plans to try to do that. But if we inquire of God, we can be delivered from that. So, okay, you guys, let's go ahead and get into the core communication skills. All right. So it looks like there's about one, two, three, four, five, six things. I should be able to get through all of them in the next 15 minutes or so. So let's go ahead and start with, um, we've been talking about this, you know, the art of being with other people. Okay. Uh, fully just being there wholehearted, no agenda, you know, no, no intention to try to instruct them or anything like that. You guys, I used to be super guilty of that because I used to find my worth in, you know, how I was with people, like helping them solve their problems. I started at a very young age, you guys, I, like I told you, I was like five years old, ain't no joke. And I was always seeking to help solve my parents' problems so I could have peace in my life. So it was really, you know, looking back on it, I could look at it as an adult now and be like, wow, that was really truly self-serving, but it was. You know, your life at the end of the day is always going to be about you solving your problems and taking full responsibility. So yes, you should be making decisions that lead to your peace, right? Now, obviously, I did not know the boundary as far as how I could get my peace, right? I wasn't responsible for helping my parents get their life figured out. That was their responsibility, right? So obviously, there were some things that I had to unlearn as an adult to be like, wait a second. There are problems that are my responsibility in the context of my life. And there are problems in other people's life that have nothing to do with me. But I could feel like they were my problems because they were so close to me. Right. I mean, especially if it was like really close family members and they were going through all this stuff. And, you know, um, you know, we had uh, things in common or whatever. You know, like I said, it could, if, it, if they're really close to you relationally, you know, it can almost feel like it's your problem. But there's still that distinction of you have your choices that you're making. They have their choices that they need to make and just sort of having that 
that boundary and that separation uh, between you and that other person. But you know, just it's okay to uh, to learn to fully be present with the person. And this is where um, you know also the skills of uh, saying what you see. Now that doesn't mean like your opinion as far as it goes, like what you think they're trying to mean. But just looking, just asking questions when they say certain words. Well, what did you mean by that? Right? Because you, you're really trying to understand them. And people have their own meaning that they attach to certain things. And we've talked about this. One person can say one word and they can have two different meanings to it. Right? I used to have, you know, certain words that weren't even like the, de the, de the actual definition of it. Right? So <laughs> what I mean is people have different meanings they attach to different words, different experiences, different everything. So you got to be able to you know, ask questions and figure out where they're coming from so you can really understand the person that you're speaking to, right? Um, just noticing certain things, you know, and even body language too. You know, if, if uh, you know, if they look a little uncomfortable, you can even just say that, or if they're looking down or rolling their eyes or closing their eyes. You know, I've, I've been in a dialogue with people and, uh, you know, depending on kind of the severity of the topic, I noticed that as it got a little bit more kind of revealing, that person would close their eyes a lot. And, you know, you could tell they were feeling uncomfortable, you know? And of course I didn't even, I, I wasn't gonna sit there and be like, so uh, you're closing your eyes. It looks like you're a little uncomfortable, right? But just being aware of that, cause that probably would have made it a little bit more even awkward. <laughs> but you guys get what I'm saying? Just trying to understand somebody, asking questions. If they're talking to you and they say something and you really don't know what they mean, just ask them, ask them what they mean, right? And it makes them feel like you're listening to them, which you are. You're not sitting there throwing your own perspective on it or what you think they mean. You're actually, you know, being present with them. Okay, so uh, the whole thing with active listening, it's kind of what we just talked about. But again, this is when there's no agenda and you're not entertaining the thoughts in your head. Come on, you guys. Is anybody out there guilty with me? I'm raising my hand right now. I've totally had a conversation with somebody and have been more occupied with the thoughts inside my head and what I wanted to say than what I was actually listening to and listening to them and hearing them. Um, it's really humbling just to even say that, but it's true, you guys. I've done that with people. And you know, over the last couple of years, I've really been trying to just be present with them and ask questions and hear what they're actually saying, okay? Instead of, you know, because a lot of times I do wanna ask them questions about what they're saying and, you know, and, and they keep talking, which is fine. You know, but there's certain things at some point where I'm like, okay, I don't understand what you said way back here, but then we can get further and further in the conversation, you know, but uh, just realizing that habit about myself and just seeking to, you know, grow and mature as a person. I really do want to have good connections with people. I want to be a good communicator and uh, realizing that habit and then, you know, just consciously making the choice to, um, you know, uh, respond to what is being said and not responding to my own thoughts in my own head. Okay, there's a, there's a difference there. Okay, positive, um, let me see here, positive, outco positive outcome focus. What do I mean by that? You guys, you know, this, how can I say this? This is more of kind of in the coaching context, but I wanna share with you guys because I think these are really good skills to have just in any relationship. Who doesn't want to have um, who doesn't want to be focusing on what they, the things that they want in their life, right? It doesn't matter if you're a coach or if you're just another friend, family member, you know, even your own family, you know, husband, wife, relationship, whatever. Um, hopefully you guys have a vision in your life of what you want to do and you're able to focus on how you're going to get there, 
what do you want, right? Isn't that funny how Jesus would say that to people? And when, you know, you know, do you want to be healed? And they'd make all the excuses of why they couldn't be healed and why they couldn't do this or that. And he would say, what do you want? And that's a really amazing thing. A lot of times we focus on what we don't want, which is good. You should know that. But if you're always focusing on what you do, what you don't want, you're, you don't give your mind an opportunity to look for solutions to go after what you do want to do, right? We can get, because maybe we've been so discouraged and occupying ourselves with the reasons why we couldn't do it, that 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 mindset alone has robbed you the joy of looking forward to the things that you want. So, you know, uh, just reminding yourself, yes, it's good to unpack the problems that we're having, but you only do that in the context of knowing what you want to do and knowing where you want to go. What good is figuring out what's getting, keeping you from doing that if you don't even know what your goal is, right? I mean, you're kind of wasting your time and spinning your wheels. So when you're having a conversation with somebody and maybe, let me give you some more context. Again, maybe they're talking to you about some problems that they're having or whatever, you know, just simply asking the person, well, what do you want? What do you want in your life, right? And then allowing them to start to put those things together. Um, I think that's really empowering. I think that's a really great um, tool to have as far as communicating goes with people. So, um, you know, just remind, reminding ourselves what we want to do. What do you want? Um, and like I said, you can apply that in any type of relationship, even in a friendship, right? Uh, what do you want in that friendship? What do you want in that marriage? What do you want in that job? What do you want with your finances? You can apply this. What do I want in every area of your life, you guys? So um, that's, that's a really good tool, a really good skill to have. Okay, the next one is reflecting back. Um, that just happens to be when you're having a conversation with somebody and you just ask the question, you know, what did you mean by that? Um, you said this, and is, am I hearing you right? What does that mean, right? Um, because a lot of times, like I said, I used to just respond to what I thought I was hearing based upon my own perception of the conversation. That is completely different <laughs> than actually listening to what the person is saying and letting them be heard, okay? So just reflecting back. Um, what does this mean, okay? Um, and then the other, oh, because when you do that, what, what, was, what was I thinking too? Um, when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're talking about their life and what they want to do um, and what they want to accomplish, you know, um, you could even start asking them about times in their life that, you know, they had actually, you know, done those things that they wanted to do. And then just figuring out more about that person um, and helping validate them. Like, wow, you know what? You do have all the skills. You have the mindset. You can do this thing that you want to do, right? It's And, you know, this is just going to be one of those conversations. It's just, it's going to be an organic thing, um, you know, as you get to know a person. But, uh, you know, just reflecting back. Um, to the person asking them questions. This is what I thought you heard. This is what I heard. Is that right? And then what did you mean by that? Okay. Um, Non-directed questions. Again, we just kind of talked about that. Just asking what, what did you mean? So again, there's no agenda. You're not trying to get this person or manipulate them to, you know, think a certain way or whatever. You're just there and you're trying to understand them. And you're really just trying to dialogue with that person. Like I said, that's completely different. Um, the other thing he talked about was appropriate silence. Um, this one has not been easy for me either. I have been in rooms with people where the silence was super awkward and I don't know if it, it was honestly, it was probably just me, you know, um, I don't know what the other person was thinking. <laughs> and I think this usually happens in relationships where it's a kind of a new relationship and you don't really know them, don't know what to expect. 
but um, I haven't really appreciate appreciated silence the way I do now and kind of the the mindset that I'm starting to develop around silence. I was reading this really great book, you guys. I think I shared it with you before. It's called, where is it? I don't, ah, oh, what did I do with it? Where'd it go, Ashley? Where'd it go? Oh, I can't remember, you guys. Oh, that's what it was, The Inside Out Revolution. And he was talking about um, why silence is important um, in the context of knowing that you did not choose to be on this planet, right? And you did not create the universe. <laughs> so with those two truths, um, then that means that there has to be, with you being created, there has to be an intelligent mind behind everything you see, right? Because there's so many things you don't understand. You look out in the universe and, you know, these processes, right? You know, uh, with uh, the solar system and stars and gravity and, you know, quantum physics and atoms and like all these things that just blow your mind, right? Um, and uh, just getting it established that, you know what? I didn't create that. Someone must have. It wasn't me. But there's some intelligent design behind all of this and realizing that you alone are behind this intelligent design. And so sometimes when you got too much in your mind, um, he was just saying a lot. You just need to empty your mind, right? You just need to be silent and sort of get that out of there um, and let your mind kind of go back to its default. And I thought that was kind of interesting because nobody really talks about your mind in that context of, you know, being, um, you know, he didn't say made in the image of God, but you can you can see where he's going with this thing. Um, obviously, he's trying to reach more than one audience. But, uh, you know, just kind of looking at that and realizing, you know, from a Christian perspective, okay, I know I'm made in the image of God. And how do I get my mind to kind of go back to that default, right, um, that he's created it to be in? Um, and so, you know, again, Adam and Eve, when God created them before the fall, they were already perfect, right? And so just saying, okay, Lord, how do I, now we have Christ, right? How do you get your mind back to that default? Made, you know, made, you're made in his image. You have divine intelligence. Sometimes we're just entertaining too much junk. You, you guys know what I'm saying? Like um, intellectual garbage, okay? Uh, what words and images are you entertaining in your mind that are not doing anything for you? It's kind of like if you're on a really bad diet and you're just eating junk food all the time, um, you're gonna feel it, right? You're gonna feel sluggish. Uh, you might start putting on a lot of extra weight. Uh, your energy can be very low. Um, you just don't feel healthy. You know what I mean? And so in the same way, uh, mentally and emotionally and spiritually, you can consume things in your mind and images and arguments, again, that are not serving you, that are stealing, killing, and destroying. And when you go back to, I think you guys, we've talked about this before. I believe it's uh, 2 Corinthians 10. Let me check it really quick, you guys. When Paul is talking to that church and he just reminds them, you know, he says to them, uh, yeah, okay, you guys, it is 2 Corinthians 10. He goes, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take uh, captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So, you guys, honestly, are you are you doing that in your mind? What, what information are you ingesting into your mind that is really sort of the one of the root causes of why you're not living the life that you want to live are you taking full responsibility for the things you're consuming are you consuming things that are actually going to get you from where you are to where you want to go are you consuming content that will help you um you know make some progress in your life you guys god is the god of practical wisdom 
it's not just super spiritual. It's not just him getting you out from underneath your fear um, and following him. He also will give you what you need to get to the next stage because he has plans. Just like with Adam, he's like, look, you need to go out and rule and subdue. But, you can't, but being that you went against my knowledge, there's certain consequences to that that you're going to have to bear. And you're going to need an animal skin, bro, because now there's going to be thorns. So you better put that on before I send you back out into the world. So it's the same thing. God has a plan for your life. He's got things he wants you to do, but you're going to need practical wisdom in the process to do that. And you know what, you guys, come on. There's like, I think almost like 7 billion people on the planet or whatever. They all have, you know, God's grace in his various forms. Every single person has value to add. Think about all the books that are out there from all these people who have uh, come out of struggle or accomplished something. You can learn from other people, you guys, the skills, the perspectives that they took on that got them where they're at. So if you're not making progress in your life, um, you know, practice being silent, asking God, you know, just to get quiet. Lord, what the heck am I thinking about? What am I meditating on? And then how do I need to be emptied? And what do I need to be consuming now to create more health in my life? So anyway, you guys, that is it today for the core communication skills that you need to have. Kind of, um, I guess I didn't give them to you like, you know, bit by bit. These are just things that kind of um, think about uh, kind of as a whole, you know, I, you know, things that you can do um, when you are communicating with another person. If you want to really have quality relationships, you guys, I know I do. So this is really, really important to me. So that is it, my friends. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Today is Tuesday. As I said, tomorrow, we're going to be talking about listening a little bit. That is something that I'm really seeking to grow in and mature myself. Um, silent, you know, uh, the art of listening and silence. So we're going to be talking about that for the rest of the week. And I will continue to encourage you guys with the things that God's encouraging me with. So anyway, my friends, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and I will see you guys tomorrow.